0: Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes, simply delicious. How good am I with wines? Put it this way, my mother-in-law now loves me for introducing her to her favorite wine. Now there's nothing I can't do. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices with you this holiday. Cheers. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes? Simply delicious. How good am I with wines? Put it this way. My mother-in-law now loves me for introducing her to her favorite wine. Now there's nothing I can't do. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices with you this holiday. Cheers! Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. So you want to know if your friend knows sports. What do you do? It's easy. You talk about Carmelo Anthony and Eli Manning. Based on those discussions, you'll know if your friend knows sports or not. It's the ultimate sports knowledge test. Eli and Melo. Let's go. ...for the Devils, plays it cross size into the far corner. Matto swoops in to intercept. Matto behind the net. Sweets it in front. he Matto! Matto! Defend Matto! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! But it's Mount Vancouver! The Rangers are... fourth quarter. Starts. Starts. This one by Mattingly! Oh, hang on to the roof! good home run! Not Mattingly! And I love to say this. Thank you, all you fans. You don't know how much this pays to me. You are now listening to Sabo Radio, part of Elite Sports New Sabo Radio back again. This time on the morning after the Giants actually won a football game in San Francisco against the terrible Niners, uh, the Kid Mullins, Eli Manning, game winning drive, his 36th, I believe his 36th fourth quarter game winning drive of his career. And aside from the Giants' win and the Rangers on a roll, The weekend was a pretty bad New York sports weekend. Knicks got thrashed on Sunday. Jets are up in smoke. Um, Islanders are starting to creep back down, even though I still maintain they're going to be, they're better off without John Tavares and that salary. They'll they'll be better off, but they're, they're starting to creep back down a little bit into where people thought they would be. Brooklyn Nets, Karis Levert, if you saw that, it was uh, not, a, not a pretty sight. Uh, what was it, his left ankle? I think it was his left ankle where he just completely compound fracture. I think it was right above, I didn't get the official word on what the injury was, but right above the ankle, looked like a compound fracture to me. And it's funny, Derrick Rose was on the court for the three most gruesome Um, basketball injuries Gordon Hayward Paul George when he was on Team USA and yep Derrick Rose was on Team USA believe it or not and uh, now with Levert so don't play if Derrick Rose is in the city don't play basketball just sit it out Um, you know go get Chinese food go to your favorite Thai place Take the fine and and don't show up if Derek Rose is in the city. So other than the Rangers who are they're now two games above five hundred, and the Giants, New York had a pretty bad showing this weekend. But this episode, while it involves two New York athletes, Carmelo Anthony and Eli Manning, Mello being an ex New York athlete this episode is all about a sports test if you want to know if your friend knows sports those are the two names to discuss carmelo anthony and eli manning first we start with eli due to the terrible broadcast on the monday night football game jason witten takes a lot of crap i don't think he's as bad as people think but overall, the broadcast is Witten's far better than the play-by-play guy. I forget his name. And uh, Booker McFarlane. Booker McFarlane is terrible, folks. I, I don't know how he's there. But anyway, Eli goes for nearly 200 yards. think it was three touchdowns. And had the game-winner to Sterling Shepard on the out, the quick-out pattern near the goal line. Um... That gave the Giants the uh, 27-23 victory. Eli Manning is not done. He's not toast. This is the the point that's so aggravating. Eli Manning, he doesn't fight back. He doesn't... uh, He takes the abuse. This is what he does. This is what he's always done. He looks like a deer in the headlights out there, especially getting banged up as much as he does due to the putrid offensive line in front of him. So when people say, and Giants fans get on the man, it's Eli's done and Eli's trash, and um, ESPN Jordan Rannon re- runs a report, runs a, runs a story, pretty much trying to bury Eli in his career at 37 years old. It's a perfect test in finding out if somebody knows football or not. Eli Manning is not done. Is he the same guy he was when he entered the league? Of course not. Has he lost a little bit on his fastball? Of course. Is he a little slower than he used to be? Of course. But this is not a matter of being done. If he was done... If he couldn't play anymore, he would not have been able to lift the Giants to victory over even the 49ers. If he was done, he would have no chance. He would have no shot. So the headlines are now Eli still has a little magic left. Magic? You guys just called him done. You called him toast. How could he do this if he's toast? Is he not as good as he used to be? Yes. Introduce a little gray into your black and white world. The man is ninth in passing yards this season. He's middle of the pack in average yards per attempt at 7.4, tied with Tom Brady. If he was done, I'm sorry. If he was done, he would not be ninth in passing yards while getting sacked the most times out of any quarterback. He's tied with somebody. Who is a Dak maybe? He's tied with somebody, I think Dak Prescott, for 32 sacks on the season. Yet he's still ninth in passing yards. And we want to call him done and trash? I'm sorry. When the offensive line does at least an adequate job, we're not even talking average. Below adequate, below average. When they just block below average... Eli could play. Did you see the first touchdown to Odell in the back of the end zone? Where Manning took the took the drop. The right tackle blocked the edge from the right tackle. Took an inside move. And instead of fighting it, the right tackle pushed the guy to the inside. What did this do? This forced Eli to, to drop back. But then he also stepped up after that people were going nuts because he dropped back and stepped up and manipulated the pocket and found Odell in the back of the end zone. People were going nuts. They said they missed they missed the you know the semi-mobile Eli who used to do this. Folks, he can still do this. He just showed you he can still do this. The reason why he hasn't been able to do this is because there's no room to manipulate the pocket when the offensive line is atrocious. You can't do it. There's nowhere to move when the O-line can't block. On that play where he stepped up, the first touchdown to OBJ, the O-line did a tremendous job. Look at the film again. It's funny how that happens when the O-line plays just average. Not well, average. When the O-line plays average, Eli Manning delivers. The playoffs, two years ago, was it? Green Bay wasn't Eli who let them down. It was the receivers. It was Oda Beckham Jr. It was Sterling Shepard. It was the Miami freaking Miami trip. Which, you know, I can care less about Miami. Just deliver on Sunday. You can do whatever you want. But it was the Miami trip bleeding into. Eli Manning came out in that game humming. Just humming the football. He could still make every throw. His arm is not toast. It's a confidence issue from time to time with him. He has no confidence in the O-line, and he has no confidence that he's going to live on the next play after getting destroyed. To question the man's toughness is to admit you know nothing about sports. Okay, at 37, would he like to not take as many hits as in the past? Sure. But it's not at the level where he's done you got to be freaking kidding me. If you say he's done and he's toast and he can't play anymore, you prove to us that you don't know anything about sports, about football. The offensive line is the root cause. Has he declined? Yes. To what degree he's declined is a matter of argument. But in terms of the root problem among on this offense, it's not Eli, folks. Eli is not letting Odell Bickham do It's the offensive line. That is the root cause. Sports knowledge test part B. Carmelo Anthony. I have been a huge Carmelo Anthony detractor since we started the site three years ago. I, I just couldn't take it. I tried. I tried so much. The one year with Phil, Phil Jackson... I think it was Phil Jackson's second year and Melo came out with a new found mindset. He was passing the ball. He acted as the team's point guard to the best of his ability. I got behind him and I loved it and I it was working. He was, he was developing the team around him. It was working very well. And then about 15 20 games in, he just stopped and started chucking the ball up again. Finished with a 430 field goal percentage and since then I mean, he hasn't had the, the excuse of the bad New York Knicks to get him off the hook. He went to OKC. They turned out to not work. I think they won the same amount of games, maybe one less than the year before, but they just they declined as a team. And what do they do? They get rid of him, even though they're paying him what, twenty eight million? That's, that, that speaks volumes, folks, and to have people defending him after a franchise actually cuts the man and still pays him is mind-boggling. If people think, ask your friend if he thinks Carmelo Metheny is a top 50 all-time NBA player. If he says yes, that person knows nothing about basketball. Ask him if he's a top five New York Knicks player of all time. If he says yes, he or she says yes. Can't forget about the ladies out there. If he or she says yes, he or she knows nothing about basketball. Carmelo Anthony once represented one of the most dangerous one-on-one scorers in NBA history. That's a fact. He is a Hall of Famer. That's another fact. His scoring alone and that 5 to 8 year stretch where he was just unrelentingly devastating on the iso will get him in the hall of fame but he has been overrated his entire career scoring is only a fraction of the game of basketball but it's the fraction that matters most for bleacher report sports center and getting your name in the headlines that's where Carmelo fantasy doesn't match up with Car- Carmelo reality. Reports surfaced the last 48 hours that after the Rockets started, uh, I forget their record right now, 4-6 four, four and six or 5-6, and um, they're going to part ways with Melo 10, 12 games into the season. It hasn't officially happened yet. They played their first game without Melo two nights ago and won. Surprise, surprise. And some of the stats out there about Melo are mind-boggling. He has more missed shots than rebounds, assists. I forget the one stat, but he has more missed shots than rebounds, assists, and something else. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks combined, something like that. Um, his efficiency numbers are off the charts awful. He's just a net negative. He might have always had been a net negative, but it is as true as day the last three or four years. This is the ultimate test. If somebody still believes Melo could help any NBA basketball team right now, that man, that woman just failed the sports test, the sports knowledge test that stars Eli Manning and Carmelo Anthony. Last year when he was in OKC, I ran uh, three or four videos on him. Um, three, three different games, about seven, eight, ten, nine, ten plays within each game. And did a whole ten minute video on these plays. You, you could pick out eight to ten different plays per game. And you could literally do this every game. And pointing out the just terribly lazy... Non-fundamental mistakes this man makes on a daily basis. What the Rockets were thinking in bringing this guy in, I have no clue. Literally, the team is better off without his minutes on the floor. The only possible way I could imagine it working out is if he played like 14-16 minutes a night and tried to get hot against the second unit. But that's not happening. Even though he's coming off the bench, he's playing 30 minutes a night. Then 30 minutes a night just does not work. He literally just destroys the entire structure of the basketball defense. Uh, People don't see it, but he destroys and compromises that entire structure. And watching the Knicks as much as I do and being a fan of that franchise, you saw it a mile away the last three seasons in New York. And when you brought it up, You were labeled a hater. When you brought it up, you were labeled an idiot. And when Melo left, the Knicks actually improved. Let's be honest. They were on pace for a nearly 500 500 season. They were, I think, six games under 500 when KP went down last year. If Melo was any good, how is that possible to improve? They didn't add anybody special. So, the moral of the story is this. Two polarizing athletes, Carmelo Anthony, Eli Manning, um, both, in terms of this narrative, have strengthened the positives and negatives of the sports knowledge test we're talking about as their careers have gone on. Especially this season, with Melo about to get cut by a second straight team, And Eli being called trash left and right even though he's playing behind the worst offensive line in the history of the NFL. These are the two guys that you must bring up and you must discuss with your buddies and your people and your haters and your doubters if you're in the business at all if they truly know anything about sports. If you suspect that they don't Bring these guys up. Talk about it. It's the silliest thing in the world. If you think Carmelo Anthony is still a positive player for any NBA team, or think Eli Manning is done playing the game of football, done playing the game of football means he can't throw anymore. Philip Rivers has a far weaker arm than Eli. And Philip Rivers is still playing great. Why? Because it's never been about arm strength, folks. If it was, Jeff George would be a freaking Hall of Famer. Jay Cutler would be the man. It's not about mobility either. If it was, Tom Brady would have no shot. Open your freaking eyes. Stop riding the casual bandwagon that is everybody screaming and yelling on Twitter. And start understanding each game. The game of basketball, the game of football, and how it works. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Elite Sports Radio. Our Stay elite. Right through the very heart of it, New York, New York. I wanna wake up in a city that doesn't sleep. Brown, blue. Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes? Simply delicious. How good am I with wines? Put it this way. My mother-in-law now loves me for introducing her to her favorite wine. Now there's nothing I can't do. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices with you this holiday. Cheers. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center. Across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com.